Joining me today on the Where Are They Now series, Brianne Paisley. How are you doing today, Brianne? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's awesome to be here uh, in front of your desk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to have you. Yeah. Um, so this will be uh, episode overall episode 116, um, and you will be the 11th former student that I've interviewed. This is one of the greatest things that I in my career, it's just to see... You graduated in 2006. We're going to get to your whole journey of where you were in 2006 to where you are now and where you're going um, on the Teacher Answers podcast. Welcome home, my friends, to the Teacher Answers podcast, a show that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense possible way. My name is Brianne Paisley, and I'm with Sam Griffin, a 29-year veteran high school teacher and the examiner of the teenage brain. Come with us and mm. explore why high school students do what they do. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Nerve-wracking, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So, uh, 2006, I don't know what happened in 2006, but you were the third person of the 11 from 2006. It must have been a really good year. Um Interestingly enough, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but the the smartphone came out the year after you graduated. The year after. Yeah. That is interesting because I remember graduating and then it was my one of my missions to get the Razer phone. Mm. And that was such a silly phone. I don't remember that one. It was like a flat flip phone. Oh, okay. It wasn't a smartphone. Okay. Yeah, because texting, you had to do it with the numbers. Yeah, and then there was that slide phone where mm-hmm. I had the keyboard. That was a hot one, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, I'm just going to let you tell the story. So, let's go back 2006, back into the school. Tell me how uh, this all unfolded for you. Okay, yeah. So, in 2006, I graduated from Mideast in cosmetology. I, uh, at that point, was... Um, through Mideast, I was working at a salon um, as a receptionist and doing assisting um, with hair. And then I also worked at another spa when I graduated. Um, and after graduation, I tried to attempt to build a clientele. And that was also the start of the Great Recession. In 2006, I Googled that. I'm like, was I just thinking that there was a recession? And I always say that. Mm-hmm. But I, I did some research, and that was the start of it in 2006. So um, the Great Recession, it said, ended in 2009. And that was caused by the housing market. Mm-hmm. And that led to some financial crisis. So what is the one thing that everybody goes and does without in a recession? It's hair, nails. They go without clothes you know they keep what clothes they have Mm -hmm. so trying to build a clientele when people are only getting their hair cut you know every so often and that was difficult um i knew i was good at what i did i went to state and i competed and you know i i knew i was good Mm -hmm. it wasn't that it was the economy Mm -hmm. so and that was also an eye-opening moment um, I got married in 2007. Um, I also, I think we bought a house 
in 2007, 2008. And then um, 2009, 2010. Or 2008, I also had my daughter. 2000, and I think that was the most eye-opening. Um, you know, I needed benefits. And then, then um, that's real life stuff. Right. Um, yeah, because I remember in, gas was $4 a gallon. I think probably and I the remember, first time, like, oh, ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before 9-11, it was like $1.20, and it never changed. That was, of course, two thousand. But um, yeah, when it's and and four dollars a gallon in two thousand eight is way different than now. Right. Way different. Um, going, so, I think going through all through high school, I never paid over a dollar a gallon myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe a dollar tops, and then going out to your own, paying over four dollars a gallon, and now you're on your own. Right. So. Uh, yeah, that was, and then I had a daughter and I'm like, well, is this the way I want to provide for her, you know, without life insurance or health insurance, medical dental, that's not something that I can provide in that career. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a lot of conversations with my mom, who's also a nurse. We have a lot of nurses in our family. Um, and I decided to go back to school. I know they say a lot of people do that in cosmetology, and I don't know why. It may be because there's a lot of um, service that you're providing for people, so it's kind of in the same field. Um, But uh, it was an easy transition. Um, So in 2009-2010, I went to a a high university for nursing, for associates. Um, I finished that in 2013 started at the hospital um, at night on a night shift um, and then um, I decided to go back for my bachelor's which is kind of mandated at the time didn't really have a choice on that so I did that in a year which was easier because I was working nights and it was all online mm-hmm. so in 2014 I was done with my bachelor's had a bachelor's in nursing and um, decided to take a position on the inpatient cancer unit, which was life changing. Um, and um, I think um, 2016, 2017, that's when I took that position, actually. And um, during that course, I became a clinical coordinator, kind of worked worked with more experience, um, started to precept people as they came in and started to learn. Um, and then um, kind of shifting over really didn't have anything to do with me. My husband had worked for a company for 13 years. Um, the owner of the company decided that he wanted to retire and offered him the position to uh, buy the company. Mm-hmm. So we decided as a family to buy the company and that's where carpet care comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was in 2017, about the same time that started. And that is a long process. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that is also an investment as a family. So um, any, 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 uh, 
decision that we make kind of that is our new baby right so um i was kind of helping him here and we're at carpet care so i was kind of helping him here and being a clinical coordinator at the hospital for about two years so sometimes i would work 12-hour shifts there come here do payroll wow um and then um it's kind of looking for a sign to when is it time to stop the hospital mm-hmm. and then COVID happened and when am I ever going to get a sign like a pandemic so I, that's when I stepped back it was 2020 mm. from the hospital and and just gave it my all here I've been here ever since and so what's your title here uh, chief operations officer that's awesome um you let me go back to what you said. You said it was um, working on the. You said you worked on the cancer, inpatient cancer unit. And you said that was a life changing thing. How so? So it was scary. Mm. Um, my manager at the time was both the manager of the position I was working night shift and the position of the cancer inpatient cancer unit, and mm-hmm. um, I had approached her and said. I'm ready for day shift. Um, do you have a position available? And she said, I have one where you're working now or one in the cancer unit. And I just felt drawn to the cancer unit for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, so working with the cancer patients at the time, either when they're first diagnosed, because they're in the hospital, they come to the hospital for something Um, something is wrong and usually we're with them when they get the diagnosis Um, it pretty much changes your outlook on life Mm -hmm. so if I come home from my bad day at work compared to somebody else's bad day at work it kind of puts things into perspective yeah do you think we're do you think we've uh I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, our our worst day could be someone else's best day. Exactly. Um, you make a lot of you you make a lot of posts on uh, social about kind of like seize the opportunity and um, taking control of your future, which you just described. I mean, you you are aggressively controlling where you're going. And I just respect that. Um, tell me, like, what what does that like? Was it was it the cancer thing that that triggered that? I think in part that drive, you know. Um, I think it may have started before that because I think um, before that I was in a position where I was at a loss on what I was going to do with my life and I felt like everything was kind of unrolling and um, then when I started to try to take control um, then I felt like things I mean it was hard there was a lot of bawling my eyes out because school is hard Mm -hmm. and um, I mean I, a lot of nurses know that in nursing school you get a C and that's failing. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I think the cancer unit, um, a lot, a lot of those patients, they have the decisions to, um, they have a lot of decisions to make, first of all, but they have the decision of what they want their day to be like, um, when they have complete loss of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And you're doing this all with a child too. Yes. Um, when I was in the middle of nursing school, I, I also had a, um, blood clot from Mm. my groin to my ankle Mm. and I think I was off for two days not that that's anything amazing but I was very determined and I was pregnant at the time Mm -hmm. I heard I don't know the number but I can tell you that as far as going to college with a child is like the, the success rate of that is really low I've never looked that up before. Like, um, you know, it's just so difficult to do that. And and now here you are. Um, How has family life changed you? Um, Family life has changed me in the most amazing ways. I think it's made me the most um, selfless when I needed it and also independent when I also needed to be that. Mm -hmm. But also family is difficult as you mentioned I mean it helps to have a support system in place and and I can see where it can be very difficult without the people helping around you which I was fortunate enough to have right um I want to talk about I want to I want to pick your brain about some stuff here um on your main Facebook page you say make today worth remembering what does that mean to you good old Zig Ziglar is he still alive? I think so. Really? I don't, don't, I, I'm not 100%, but I think so. Okay. The last I checked. To me, um, it means making the most of every single day. So if you look back in your memory bank, your bank of memories, um, are you going to remember this day or is it just going to fall back into your memories and just be another day that you're not even going to remember? Right. And it takes a lot of extra effort. In that day to make it worth remembering so you're probably not going to feel like making it rememberable that day but and a lot of that goes to like my kids like i want them to have their days be rememberable and mm-hmm. i may not feel like making it the extra effort and doing the things that they want to do but i want them to have a really good childhood so it takes a lot of effort for that right um do you have any other quotes that are your favorites i do and and the backstory to that is a lot of times i need those quotes and i feel that maybe somebody else will benefit from those Mm -hmm. so late at night i'll like scroll (laughs) and Mm -hmm. search for quotes and then i'll post them to maybe help somebody else too but Mm -hmm. it's like therapeutic in the same sense Mm -hmm. so um some of them are also inherited in my office and i kept them you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to remind myself that a lot. And I also have to remind my husband. He gets a lot of great ideas to do 
you can't be everywhere at once. You're only one person. You can't take on everything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. You have to pick out one thing, focus on it to achieve it at 100%. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know who said it, but I love it. Okay. Um, another one from Zig Ziglar is success must never be measured by how much money you have. Mm. If that's your idea of success, then maybe so. But in the end, when you die, I mean, that's you're not taking it with you. So um, whatever you want to be successful, you have to achieve that, whether it be family, happiness. It's more than money. Yeah. I, students ask me this stuff all the time. They're like, what? I call it, what are the variables in success? Because it's not just money. Maybe that's not, a part of it. It might be a part of it, but it can't It can't help you when you're sick. Mm. I mean, it could help, but I mean, is it going to cure cancer? Is it going to cure COVID? If you were dying of either, is it going to help you in that moment? No. Mm -hmm. Would it help that you had family? Possibly. What is your idea of being successful? If you died of those two things, one or the other, what would it mean that you had a successful life? Money? Mm. I, I think it's, I've talked about that a million times on this show. I think, I think it's about doing meaningful stuff for people in the relationships you have. Um, first, you know, um, yeah. I also have a favorite. Go ahead. It's funny. I like funny. The only time I set the bar low is for Limbo by Michael <laughs> Scott. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Because, I mean, the bar is a relative thing for everybody, too. Yeah. Like, one person, I, I call it, um, there, I did an episode, I don't know what number it is, but it's called, uh, What Does It Mean to Try Hard? That's what it's called. What does it mean to try hard? Because one person's trying really hard is another person slacking off completely. Yeah. You know, and you you seem like, well, you don't seem like, you are. I mean, you, the proof is here. You've been doing it for 15 years out of school and you have been brave enough to change careers and go after it. And that's what it's about. That's really, really, really good. Um, so what about, oh, I, I want to ask you, I want to ask you a selfish question here real quick. What do you do? I've asked a lot of people at this point, but what do you do to like clear your head when it's piling up? I'm sure you've experienced, you've described some days there. I could feel it when you were saying that, that it was piling up. What do you do to clear your head? So I'm much of an introvert. Um, I, so when there's too much of stuff going on inside my head, if it's that type of piling up, then I usually have to take a day and kind of shut everything out. Mm -hmm. And it helps me focus back and not go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's just in my room and quietness. But if it's more work piling up, which occasionally does, then I make list and yeah. go down through the list right. and have to stay organized. And 
I mean, it gets overwhelming, but if you don't start chucking at it, then it's not going to get, and the feeling of it getting done is. I love that. I, I am exactly the same way. Do you do it on paper or yes. electronic paper? Paper. There's something about writing stuff. Yes. That they've proven that. It's something about writing it in the brain and the way that yes. works. Yeah. Um, so what, what are your, like, what do you do for fun? Like you, what do you right. do for and yourself? That's a hard one because mm-hmm. when I mostly have time, I try to, you know, include my family. So that was a tough one. Mm-hmm. So I like cooking. Mm. I like cooking and baking and I don't give myself enough time to have freedom with that as I would like to. And I'm sure my, as my husband would like for me to, um, I do enjoy cooking, baking, and I also have chickens. And I you have chickens? Yeah, I really enjoyed my chickens. Huh. So um, when I decided to step back from the hospital, uh, 2020, mm-hmm. it was about March. How many then, chickens? I, uh, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they got them for me for Mother's Day because it mm. was it was going into Mother's Day. We got little chicks, and then so it started with six. And then um, one died, and then he went and got six more. And then four of them were meat chickens, and meat chickens don't live for very long. Right. So we could not kill them for their meat. We just let them live a fat, happy life. (laughs) (laughs) And most most of them lived through um, the winter, and um, then they died of being fat. Mm. And... um, so now we have nine. Okay. Lay eggs and stuff. Yes. Oh, wow. Green, brown, pink. Do you name them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So having graduated before the smartphone um, and all, that co- all the baggage that comes with us being connected to everything, okay, and having all of the information right in your hand. You didn't have that in high school. Do you realize that? I didn't until you asked me. It's yeah, so bizarre. Question. I mean, you I mean, you knew what a library was and a card catalog mm-hmm. and how to find all that stuff. Um, students have no idea what that is now. Right. It's just like, what is that? Okay. Because there's really... Because they go to the library and they search where it is. Yeah, or just in their bed on their phone because you can just look it up um do you think life was harder when you were 18 or for an 18 year old right now well it depends on what sense you're referring to i think life is harder for an 18 year old now because of social media Mm -hmm. Uh, they have filters they have location tracking 24 7 um they have online bullying, so much more relevant now. Yeah. Um, we were so, and my husband and I talk about this pretty frequently, of the what all we have witnessed in our generation of not only the smartphone, but a, a tape, and then a CD, and then a VHS, and then... Yes. It's like, we, we've seen all of that yep. evolve, and... Some some of our new hires, they're like, um, 
you had a Blu-ray, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, our wedding is on a DVD. Yeah, DVD, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just that we've had seen all of that evolve, and they'll just, are they ever going to evolve from what they have now? Yes. Like, probably. But it's just, it's been so much in just, what, 20 yeah. years? Yeah. Very, yeah. I, yeah. Um, my students have no idea what a blank CD is. Right. And burning CDs. Burning oh, that was, CDs. That was awesome. Yes. And then going, going and renting movies. That mm-hmm. was like a Friday night event. And Absolutely. it lasts all weekend. Movie rental stores don't exist. Yeah. Everything is uh, right there, right now. Got to have it. Got to have it. Don't yes. know how to wait. Instant. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, I mean, who knows? It might be to their benefit, but I think it's, it may be to their downfall in mm-hmm. the end. If things like the pandemic happen and things slow factories down, are they going to handle that? Yeah. I just, I, just, I worry. I, I think one of the biggest things people are doing is with TikTok and and all of this stuff, okay? Um, people are judging themselves yes. against other people. Yes. It's like, I'll and never be as pretty. Yes. I'll never be as buff as this dude. I'll never be as rich as this guy. It's like, and it's really unfortunate. And, and just going through social media and going back to school is now a fashion um, competition. Hmm. It, it shouldn't who has the best shoes or what that's what social media is that that's what they're going through and one of my kids is ages and it's it's unfortunate that you see that and you feel that pressure before you even get there that's mm-hmm. it's I just uh, I listened to a guy it was do you use TikTok we're talking about one minute little short clips from, yeah I from know people. what it is I, my daughter says I'm not good at it so yeah um, but I heard someone say, now this is a, a billionaire. It's like, well, grades in high school doesn't matter. And I come unglued when people say that, because that's something with, that someone with a billion dollars says, because, you know, and, and that, that's so rare. Mm-hmm. The, the other 99.9% grades are really matter. Right. Like, and this is what you're in. This is what you should be focusing on right now. And it's the not moment. the shoes. Right. It's so not the shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's not who you're hanging out with so much. And and all that's part of it. But, you know, I swear to you, I could write a blueprint for an eighth grader and say, here's what you do. And if they follow it, they would go to college for free. They would graduate successfully which is super rare because it's like 30 percent of the people who go to college actually graduate um and it's like it's you know i just think i hate to see that you know i hate to see because you know those things are popular and students are watching that crap right this is why it's harder now i think it's harder now um life's faster Mm -hmm. um even Certainly for me, who grew up in the 80s, it was slow. <laughs> Everything could wait. You know, we grew up with a progress bar on the PC going real slow. Yeah. Okay. Like you could go mow the grass by the time that program was uploaded or whatever. Now it's like, 
I got to wait a second. Right. You know, so, okay, that's interesting. Um, so, oh, setback. I want you to answer this question for me. In your opinion, how do we get people to handle setback better? You know, when things don't go their way and they get, they fall on their face Mm -hmm. and they have to get back up. Mm -hmm. I've been noticing as the years go on, people are getting worse at that. How do we make that better? So until, unless, until or unless people take accountability for themselves and stop constant blaming, I don't think it's going to get better. So, because you can't change people. You can't. Um, You can influence them by Mm -hmm. the way you act. So the best thing I think that anybody can do is just constantly be positive influences in people's lives. Unfortunately, whether it's a younger generation or peers, we can't, we just can't change them. We can only influence them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sitting here listening to everything you said, um, or or you're, you're talking about, you are an example of someone with a very high internal locus of control. Okay. That is what you are. Um, what that means is bad stuff happens and you are not afraid to take responsibility for it and own it and improve on it and make it better. Instead of someone with a high external locus of control is someone who just blames everything else. Yes. Just blames the world. Oh, the weather. I can't do this because it's raining. I can't. You know, my, my friends, I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh, this didn't work the first time, so I'll never be able to do that. That's we're the opposite. Of blaming that. doesn't help Mm-mm. the situation get any better. I wish there was a pill for that. Brian. I just take that for breakfast. Yeah, me too. Um, personal responsibility. Uh, th- we're going to get deep here. It seems like people are so easily offended right now. And, and also they're, they're offended. They're super sensitive and offended, but they're also really, really eager to just offend other people too. Mm -hmm. Um, where, where has this personal responsibility gone? So in terms of people being offended, um, so when somebody is offended, I think we need to take take a look at what they're saying and um, just acknowledge that that they may be hurt. But I think a lot of it is social media is feel like it goes back to social media. It fuels the fire. You don't see somebody else's you don't see somebody else's response to the hurtful things you're saying. Right. So there's no. Um, There's no empathy. Right. So um, it's kind of hard to see the hurt that you're that you're doing to somebody with right. the words that you're saying when all you're doing is spewing hate mm. or if you feel like it's your words of how you feel, but it's in a hateful way. And then you just, that's the end of it. And you don't see their reaction to what you're saying. And then it just goes back and forth and nobody, it doesn't solve, it doesn't really solve anything. Mm -hmm. 
So, it, unless people, it, I mean, they're probably constantly doing it because they feel like they're not being hurt and it just escalates. Um, and it's probably stems deeper than social media. It's probably in their lives as well. And um, unfortunately, social media isn't going to solve it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you nailed that. When when you say something, it's like the the amount of face to face interactions like we're doing right now, it's going down. It's like it, it's I, less. I, like when you talk, I can't say. I hear you, I understand you, mm -hmm. and I acknowledge what you're saying, and let's work on a way to change so you don't feel that way again. Right. You can't do that on social media. Right. I did this thing. I got to tell you something. I did this thing. Sometimes in a teacher's life, okay, they'll have, uh, like, there'll be an assembly or something like that, and people get back early, and you're just unprepared. You know, you got a class for 15 minutes, and you're like, what do we do? I try to do something cool when that happens. So I did this thing. It was, it was before the pandemic. I said, okay, I want you to turn to the person to your left and I want you to like interview them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like say hi and shake their hand. Say, hi, my name is Sam Griffin. Shake hands and then ask them a question and learn to like a reciprocate an answer back mm -hmm. and forth. And then I would, I set a timer for like two minutes and then I stopped them and I said, okay, now I'll rotate. And we just kept rotating. They couldn't get enough of that because their brains were like, wow, this is actual human interaction with strangers. I've never done this before. Right. It, it was like a speed dating thing. Um, but, but they were just getting to know each other. Most awesome thing I've done in a long time. They like wouldn't stop doing it. I'm like, okay, go back to your seats. They were still talking. It was awesome. <laughs> we need more of that yeah. stuff. Um, speaking of pandemic, is it back? It was never gone. <sighs> I can't. I can't. We gotta <laughs> give me some hope, Brian. Um, we were all thinking it was over. Now we're starting school with no masks on. I know. Yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't want to rattle feathers, but everybody has their own opinion. Right. And for instance, if you give a flu vaccine, you still may get the flu and you may shed the virus, but you may not know you have the flu because it's less severe, mm -hmm. but you're not separating people that have the flu vaccine from people that don't have the flu vaccine. Right. It's just my opinion. But also, history has told us that some vaccines may need boosters. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't doubt that that may happen as well. Yeah. Well, we will plow through this the best we can. Um, are you ready for rapid, rapid fire, happy fun time questions? Yes. Okay. So we're, we, we were very serious there. I got one more serious question and, but we'll go through these. I have 11. Okay. Usually I got about six or seven. I got 11 for you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, a lot of these revolve around music for some reason. I think I remember you being into music 
you are a mid 2000s okay so but first about food your favorite meal is on the grill okay picture it what is it on the grill it'd probably be steak and zucchini Mm. current music okay we're talking cardi b and all that uh too graphic or not a problem way too graphic why because it is something that everybody can have access to and it sets them up for um negative expectations of body image yeah a hundred percent unbelievable stuff out there like i put on the top 40 spotify is my jam mm-hmm. top 40 thing i cook all the time and i was like what's top 40? there's a list on there called top 40 august 2021 right now i it was in words yeah non-stop yes uh just everything you could imagine that was never on the radio when you were in school yes not and once if it makes if it makes me uncomfortable and i'm 33 <laughs> like, like oh it makes me feel like a grandma yeah you could see someone in concert who is it dave matthews oh um have you ever seen him yes what, what so my follow-up here is what was your favorite concert dave so, matthews okay what year was this oh um i've seen him i think in probably 2006 or 7 mm-hmm. and then the under the table and dreaming was that his first album i think it was very first album way back when yeah i don't know oh i don't know i get lost on that drummer his drummer is amazing yes um and then i went to two more but i can't remember it's been between then and now you can do one profession for a month what is it and you know everything about it yep and you're successful but then you have to quit Oh, that's tricky. Either a doctor or a lawyer. Okay. Uh, what is a song that pumps you up? Your go-to pump you up song. Hmm. I usually just get in my car and either play Top 40 or Dave Matthews. So Dave mm-hmm. Matthews is my cool down station. Mm-hmm in top 40 so pump me up I don't like have a particular song okay uh you walk out in the driveway and your dream car is there what is it I have a really nice car right now it's you my do? forerunner and I love it Toyota forerunner yes it is I didn't think I would ever want a forerunner and I love it it is cool looking and I don't think I'll get rid of it so I'd have to say your guilty pleasure Netflix show. Something that now everybody loves Walking Dead and all that stuff. Okay. What what is one show that you watch that you're sort of embarrassed by? <laughs> is that a weird question? I guess Outer Banks, because it's kind of like kiddish. Yeah. Yeah. Um Music, okay. Seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, or right now. What is your favorite? Oh, 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. Where is your go-to pizza place and what's on it? Um, so Elliot's Woodfire Pizza and it Where's that at? It is in Newark. Oh, okay. Downtown Newark. 
and it has really you can get anything and it's amazing but i like the mediterranean pizza so it has like kalamata olives mm -hmm. yeah um what is your pet peeve people chewing with their mouth open that or is just chomping in the general. number one answer yeah people the sloppy eaters yeah uh tell me something that is quirky about you Like, you know how some people are like, I can't step on the crack of a sidewalk or... Oh, okay. I've got one. Okay. I always have to make sure all the closet doors are shut before I go to bed. Hmm. Like, I can't sleep with a closet door open. Really? Why do you think that is? Um, scary movies when I was yeah. a kid. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. My brother used to torment me and said Chucky's girlfriend was in the attic <laughs> of my closet. <laughs> all right. Um... So I'm getting ready to start a, a new school year. This will be year 29 for me. Um, if you could walk in to the front of my class and I could set their brains to do what you said. Okay. Not just pay attention to you and go, Oh, look at the, look at the lady. And then, <laughs> and then get back on their phone. So if they could like take what you said, process it, and evolve into that, what would you tell them? Okay. So I would tell them it's not too late or, or, or early to start thinking about your future. Um, enjoy every minute of high school, even if you think it sucks or is stupid. You will never have this year back in your life again. Popularity is a trick. It only gets you absolutely nowhere in life. So be kind to everyone. You never know what someone's home life is like. Or if that is the only kindness they will see in a day. If you think you were dealt a really crappy card in life, you have the chance to change that hand by the decisions you make. So the choice is yours and you can change it. That is awesome. That's really good. Popularity is, what did you a say? Trick. A trick. How so? That's um, that's profound right there. It It's it's something that's temporary and it, it doesn't get you anywhere. Right. That's a trick. Interesting. Brian. I have really enjoyed sitting down talking to you. Tell me about, uh, tell me about Carpet Care and where people can. Yeah, look. Carpet Care Plus. We are located on 3125 Creamery Road in Ashport, um, 455-6161. We do carpet cleaning, water damage mitigation. We're a 24-hour service response system. Um, we do air duct furnace cleaning and sanitizing, water damage, Mold remediation, tile and grout cleaning, deodorization of pet mildew, sewage, and smoke odors. We also do natural stone care, uh, like marble and mm -hmm. quartz. So there's a lot in that plus. Right. <laughs> well, um, hey, thanks for sitting down with me. I'm proud thanks of you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm proud glad of we you. could do this. Thank it's you. so fun to do that with, with former students. So, all right. Uh, remember to share this episode with other people so they can hear the wisdom of someone who gets it and Brian, i'm telling you you get it you're in control and not afraid to change and that is amazing amazing because it's it's you don't see that all the time it's scary to change yeah all right you guys uh have a good one i'll talk to you soon you have been listening to teacher answers if you would like to submit a question drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com 
Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacher answers.